Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to This Week in Production. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and I'm in the TWIP, the TWIP Lounge. I like it. And I have a guest, as you might have heard. Can you guess the guest? Follow the... Mr. Lulita. Mr. Lulita joining me on TWIP episode 63. Welcome. Awesome to be here. Thank you for having me again. Before I get to this week's topic... I want to encourage you to send me your comments and feedback. Please email thisweekinproduction at gmail.com or call me on my Google voicemail. I'm not going to answer, but it's, it's a voicemail box that you can leave a message. 601-564-TWIP, T-W-I-P, 601 564 8947. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you comments, suggestions, good, bad, or whatever. You want to yell at me? You want to tell me I suck? Please, I welcome it. Okay, let's get back to this week's topic. So we are on the eve of a long 11 day event. In First a, one in quite a while. In a normal year, this type of event is. I don't want to say regular, but more frequent. We haven't really done an I haven't done an event 11 days in over a year. Probably when we did one last June, maybe? Yes, yes. So this, this job, this 11-day job, is a, um, it's an annual event. We weren't, it was delayed this year. Normally it happens in June. It's a, it's a good event. This, this is a much different go around this time. Normally I have about six or eight people on site, a lot of activity. It's sort of like, I've explained it in the past. It's, it's sort of like an Olympics and I'm the host broadcaster and we're providing services to all these different venues for different recordings and things like that. But this year it's me and you doing eight people's jobs, eight people's jobs, just the way we like it. Martyr productions. (laughs) But And I know this is a little bit true for you, and I know for myself, the lead-up to this 11-day absence has been absolutely mad. For me, I've been editing, live streaming, recording, phone calls, meetings, logistics, customs. I mean, it's learning Swedish. It's been absolutely insane. (laughs) Swedish fish? And as we were talking, we're we're now sipping a, a very nice... Uh, Don Julio Private Reserve. A shout out to my boy Christian. Mm, it's a lip tingler. Christian uh, hooked me up with a, a a supply, a little bottle, a little gift. He, he knows a guy who knows a guy. Anyway, the lead up to this event has been madness. And I thought as we're sitting here just now, a little bit of relaxation has entered my body for the next 24 hours mm-hmm. before we actually get on the road. And I was thinking to myself, what is your process, your mechanism for dealing with 
what would be a heavy workload? Pretty much my entire career has been a heavy workload. I mean, you obviously have your lulls and you have your, you know, your heavy duty nonstop shooting weeks and meetings and edits and, and then somehow, some way it always gets done. I, I don't I really have a formula for it. I just believe in the process that it, it'll get done. You'll find a way. Uh, this year has been odd because of, you know, everything else. It's 2020. Everything's odd. Um, I've definitely ramped up, I think, since we've last done a podcast. And maybe the last one we did, I was just starting to get busy. And it's been just really relentless in terms, much like yourself, meetings, shoots, scheduling, planning, you know, a lot of things going on with you and your business. Um, so scheduling is always a challenge, especially when you have to bring other people into a job and line people up, whether it's talent or other production people. Um, I, I'm not sure I really have a process and, and maybe I'm just so used to my process. I, it's second nature to me, but just in the last month, you know, I've been hired to do shoots for agencies. I've done turnkey productions. I've had to hire talent. I've had to edit um, some work myself, which I have the ability to do. But when I get this busy, I try to delegate. And sometimes, as we've talked in the past, you know, you ha you know the certain nuances, the subtleties of a client that it's hard to convey to someone else. And sometimes it's just easier to do a job yourself. But there's only one of you, and when there's a lot of work going on, it, it, it something's got to give. You know, and frankly, I've had to turn down a few things just because I won't be around or I'm already committed. You know, you, you get into, the, I've gotten into a lot of the, can you soft hold these dates for me? And then someone will, will give you a hard hold. So I, I, it's just, it's a constant balancing act, juggling act of, you know, getting things done. Maybe you use a little bit of the stress well, and the panic to let's, motivate. Let's, let's get into some specific okay. scenarios. So for me, I, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm looking at the jobs and I start trying to block time. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, here's the windows that I can physically be available to do certain things. And I try, I try to put literally on the calendar, on my iCal, I try to put the time blocks that mm -hmm. I know I can do certain things. Right. Knowing that, you know, it might not be 100%, but I know I can do X, Y, Z. And then I see that I've got more things still left on the table and I start to say, okay, who can take this off my plate? As you said, mm -hmm. delegate. And I'm very fortunate because I work with a large group of very talented people who I trust. And I know if I give them a, a job, a project, a small part of a project, mm -hmm. and I give them some instructions, they can certainly run with it. Mm -hmm. So... That's phase two, is I start to delegate out the tasks. The trouble that happens is that when the calendar falls apart, <laughs> when, when the time blocks start to dissolve, and now you've run over on time block A, and now your time for object B is eradicated, what happens? And that's really what I'm asking you, and... and for me, I look at other 
possible time blocks that are not in your normal day. So for me, I work from home mm-hmm. all the time, not mm-hmm. just during COVID. Yeah, same, same with me. And I like working from home because I have this flexibility. So for me, I will get up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning and I'll go and I can edit for four hours before things start to creep into my universe. Right. The phone calls, the texts, the emails. The right. The getting, on the getting Starbucks for your kids or your wife or your, <laughs> or your girlfriend self. or all of the above. <laughs> Just don't mix up the orders. Starbucks is not a sponsor, although we'd certainly entertain them. <laughs> so I start looking at those areas outside of the normal business day. And I, I don't mind doing that. I mean, I'm in this business to succeed. And if I need to work outside of normal business hours, that's fine. Sure. I mean, it's just, as I tell people, there is no normal start and end time or day of the week. It's to me, it's just all project driven. But I think when it, when it gets down to it, that knowing that I can reach into those extra time blocks, those windows outside of the normal business day, that is my coping mechanism because I know I can, I can get it done. If I have to work on a Saturday, not a big deal. My sure. wife understands. My kids, eh, they don't care. Yeah, whatever. So as long as there's no other conflict with family obligations, I can set those times to help me cope with the load. So I'm asking you, what are your mechanisms? My mechanisms? Uh, you know, when things start coming at me fast and furious, you know, my, my brain can start to swirl. You know, sometimes it makes me want to scream. But, you know, I know what my capabilities are. I know I'm a bottom line guy. I will do whatever I have to do to get something Wait, done. a bottom line or a bottom feeder? <laughs> Any of those apply. All of the above. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I'll go through my my panic mode. I'll go through... I'm never going to get this done. How is this going to get done? I think I can do this. We're going to get it done. So, you know, like yourself, I have a great resource of people that, you know, edit, that can build graphics for me. And like yourself, if I have to go late, I mean, I'm a more of a night owl. I mean, I'm not a 4 a.m. guy. It's just usually nothing good happens for me at 4 a.m. What if you're up until 4 a.m.? Well, that, that means I will have gotten the job done and now I can I I don't do well when things are hanging over my head before I go to sleep okay so I'd rather push late than have to get up early and get going right because there is not enough Starbucks in the world to get me going at 4 a.m <laughs> unless we're you know we're, we're on a golf course and it's just what you got to do that's what you're paid to do you rise to the occasion right so you know having done this enough years and having enough you know, resources around you with the same mentality as you. It's just, we will get it done. You know, you will it to happen. That's probably my biggest strength is my will to make things happen. When, when you go and delegate, and it sounds like you have a little bit of a control release problem perhaps, but I do thoroughly and completely trust the people who I will delegate to. I, I won't just delegate to anyone. If I'm delegating to someone that I don't know, it's probably a low-level, trivial task that it doesn't matter if it fails. But once I release that task, it is completely gone 
from my process until it, you know, resurfaces. And it's very important to be able to hand, I, I think it's critical as a business owner. I mean, we're, let, let's, you know, forget the video part of it for a minute. We're business owners. For, for most of, I think, the video production community, it's a business of one. I would say that the majority, I mean, you know, uh, again, you know, we're referred to as, you know, production guys or independent contractors, freelancers. But, you know, we are a business, you know, whether it's one man. I mean, you hire a lot of people. I hire a lot of people, you know, at all levels. So you, we are business people. Right. But but most of the business is generated by yourself, by myself. Right. The we're work that we're I do. our own brands. We are on our brands. But you do in, in order to grow, you do need to be able to hand off tasks mm -hmm. so you can continue to do other things, whether that's sales or other projects, mm -hmm. or just sane, calm time, which you need, you need yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. That ability to hand off a task, big or small, is critical. But I know many people who will not even consider it because they, they don't trust. Well, they don't have the right people in their world. Well, but it, it could also be a trust issue, even if you have the right people. And I've seen, I've watched Undercover Boss Many, many episode. <laughs> and clearly, there are people who are capable within your reach. And if you don't trust them, that's on you. But to be able to succeed, to be able to grow, to be able to multitask, you do need to be able to hand off some work. And that is a, uh, a lesson that once it's learned and appreciated, you, I don't know how you could get anything done without it. it. It took me a long time to realize that I was such a control freak about my own work. I and I, I just again, I'm I'm a creative guy with technical know-how. I didn't go to business school. I took some you know marketing classes, but I, I'm I'm a thoroughbred, born to run, born to run, born to shoot, born to edit. I just grew up that way. I went to school that way. It's it's just my nature, you know, to want to do my thing the way I want to do it. But once I just started to discover, you know, it's like, I don't know if it was Trump that said it. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know the people that do. I don't, I can't remember who said that, but it's true. I mean, once you sort of realize that you can't be everything, you cannot be a master of everything. But if you know the right people, then everybody wins. There is a certain satisfaction that I get from a job that I've managed, but not had my hands directly into the dough. I, same, There's I know that feeling. There's something very satisfying, like, okay, I was able to manage the job, produce it, but I didn't have to get my hands dirty. And it still turned out to my level, to mm -hmm. my standard, my client's happy, and that's satisfying. Well, it's like you're a conductor. I mean, of a symphony. You didn't play every instrument, but you pulled together all the best people and you brought them together to make magic. So what other mechanisms, like how do you, like there's a certain amount of stress when you're busy and, and it's just, you know, you can't always turn the brain off. What other mechanisms are you using to cope, to get through uh, I try to use humor. 
I, I mean, sometimes you get so focused and the madness, you know, especially when it's in a creative field and everybody's got an opinion and, and it can be subjective what's good or bad or what makes sense or what's productive. I mean, just this week, you know, I, I was working with a client who liked to use the word play around. Why don't you play around with this? Like, I don't, I think I sometimes look like I'm having too much fun. You know, I get to play with all this equipment and be creative and I'm a little bit of a zany guy and I play that to people, it, you know, because it's what we do. So people take it as, oh, look at Louie's having a lot of fun. It's almost like it's a hobby. So they think I'm playing and I, I get a little offended by it, especially when they say, to, oh, why don't you take this and play around with it a little bit? I'm like, well, why don't you give me a little direction and tell me what you want and we'll do it that way. You know, I mean let's not forget time is money here and I do have other clients and I don't like to make people feel like they're not important because they don't know I've got a million other things and frankly, they don't care. Right. So I have to ride that balance of feeling resentful and being happy that a client, you know, believes in me and, and I'm going to do a good job for them. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. I mean, I'm not going to disappoint people. And if I do, it's disappointing to me. So, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, you just got to plow through, you got to go into warrior mode and just grind through it. And, you know, sometimes it's stressful and sometimes it's, it's not what you really want, but you just have to get it done because that you committed to it and you got to do it. You do need some mechanisms to, to take that pressure off so you can process. I mean, I, I. I can work very hard, very long without a break or mm -hmm. any kind of release, but then at some point I need to recharge it and there's a mechanism to do that depending on what it is. It could be, like I said, grilling or... Mm -hmm. Just just remember every scratch needs an itch or every itch needs a scratch. Sorry, I confused that a little bit. But I'm not sure what that means. I mean, if you have an itch, it needs to be scratched. You know, if you have a, a desire to do something, you need to do it to oh. fulfill it. So, you know, if golf's your escape, that's your scratch, so right. to speak. And, you know, I'd love to be a scratch golfer, but yes. that's not the I've case. I've been told to go scratch. <laughs> is that the same thing? No. I've been told so. my voice is scratchy. Um, so, But we need escapes. I mean, I like to, I've found I'm enjoying taking walks you know, listening to podcasts or music or nothing, frankly, just to get away, reset. I, I'm finding myself re it's shocking how just walking outside will reset you very quickly. Agreed. Agreed. And, and it could be just a short little burst in the middle of a day. Like mm -hmm. for me, you know, just getting my espresso, which is three feet from me at any mm -hmm. moment is enough. It, it, it's like, that's the little thing in the morning. I make my Italian roast or my uh, French roast or whatever roast from oui, Starbucks. We oui. we oui, oui, Monsieur. Um, it's just the little things. I find the little simple things in life kind of make all the difficult complexities of dealing with the personalities and the challenges and the deadlines and the minutia that is our world um, much more tolerable. Okay, so we've talked about all the mechanisms to de-stress. And, and that's when things operate normally. I know for me this week, a couple of times, I've had scheduled uh, live sessions, live mm -hmm. recording sessions, 
that at the last moment, the client said, oh, we can't make it. <laughs> and I've built my calendar mm -hmm. around this session, scheduled the time accordingly around this session. All of a sudden, I've got a two-hour block that they just don't want. Now, do you hang up and scream or do you just go all right well whatever i go to quickbooks first and i generate the kill fee which has already been pre-negotiated right. because i've been burned before all right good for you many times you gotta teach me that one but then i do try and i look and i say okay this is now bonus time found time found time right. what is the best mechanism Maybe it's to do a task that might have kept me up later at night, like a mm -hmm. personal task, like, you know, go to Starbucks or put gas in the car or go to the bank. Mm -hmm. Actually, the great thing about COVID is I no longer have to go to the bank. Remote deposit is the greatest thing to come out of COVID. So anyway, I'll take that bonus time and I'll try to do something constructive with it. I, I try not to get caught up in time suck. Yeah, that's that's a big part of my world. And in what I don't factor in is the transition from say a shoot to a meeting to grabbing lunch to now having to edit or the curve the unknowns. You just know every day there's going to be unknowns. It's just a question of how many. Somehow I seem to have this ability to overschedule and things somehow go away, get rescheduled, postponed, delayed, canceled, whatever, and it somehow always works out. Every once in a while, it doesn't. And that's always the biggest challenge. It's like, how am I going to be in two places at one time? Um, and it just happened this week. I had a full week booked. Something else came up that needed a quick turnaround. And there's no way I was going to be able to do it, but one of the jobs got delayed. And because I do travel for work, no client wants to hear, sorry, you're not available. It, that's a really hard thing, thing for me to say. And again, some some jobs you can delegate, some you need to be there. It's just uh, you have an established relationship. That's the relationship. delegation part where knowing where you need to be, whereas you say, oh, I can send someone else to do this one right. because it's not mission critical. Right, but if it is mission critical, it's it becomes difficult. So hopefully you have enough of a rapport with that client where they're I say you open the bidding then. Who wants Luli to more? Let the bidding begin. Highest bidder gets low. You know, maybe. Maybe I need a better manager. Or I need a manager. Someone told me once that if you're overbooked, that you're not charging enough. Well, I guess when you're overbooked, then you can. And go, well, if you really want me, this is what it's going to be. And if they don't want to pay it, then so be it. But if you get overloaded to the point where you just don't have enough time, you probably need to raise your your rate. It's kind of like the airlines, right? They bump up their rates and- Yeah, you know, on-demand pricing. Right. I don't know. I mean, are we that valuable? In my mind, I am. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go on in your mind. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what we've actually discussed I, on this podcast. I don't know, but we filled episode 63. We did. Or was and, it 62? And No, 63, 63. And I still have some tequila left. Well, then we didn't talk enough or we talked too much. We might have talked too much and didn't do enough drinking. <laughs> Lulita, I will say goodbye to you on this podcast, but we will be spending 11 days together. 
And we might even do another one next week. We might. Ladies and gentlemen, for this week in production, I'm your host, Art Aldridge. Lulita, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.